and the gifts, the gifts of the Spirit, needless to give a background that has already been done. And this morning we are looking at the gift of giving. Remember, we promised we were going to make teachings on each gift. And we are starting with the gifts in the book of Romans, chapter number 12. And verse did look at the gift of professing, which God has given us as believers. And today we are looking at the gift of giving. Don't worry, you might think that we are not following the logic in the scripture. We know what we're doing, the others will come. But look, today we want to look at the gift of giving. I'm not going to take much of your time on this gift, but I will try by the leadership of the Holy Spirit to help us to understand what it is all about. But maybe let's begin with reading the scripture, Romans 12 from verse 3 to 8. It will appear on the screen and I will read it even if you are looking at it. For by the grace given to you, Sorry, given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if serving in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. We are looking at the one who contributes, who does it with generosity. That is giving. The other versions put it as giving. The one who has the gift of giving does it with generosity. Hallelujah. I need us to explain maybe just briefly that giving is done out of a simple spiritual attribute called generosity. It is not just coming from anything else. So my first point this morning to us is that we give out of the spirit of generosity. We don't give out of any other habit or any other attitude, or any other mindset, but we give out of the spirit of generosity. That is the spirit in us, ladies and gentlemen, is a generous spirit. You are not going to manufacture the spirit of generosity. You already have it. The Holy Spirit in you is a generous spirit. Do I make sense? You are not looking for another spirit to say, Holy Spirit, help me to have the spirit of generosity. You already have him. He is the spirit of generosity. He is a generous spirit because he is the spirit of God. Because God is a generous God. 
Are you with me this morning? You see, God has endured us with his nature. Giving is the nature of God. Giving is God's characteristic. Giving is who God is. God is a giver because he has made us in his own image and he wants us to be him while we are here on earth. He has given us his nature. He is not a God who is jealous of who he has created. He creates you and gives you himself so that you can do like him because that is his intention for every believer. So he has given us all here that giving nature and that generous spirit that we may, as believers, give according to the nature in us. So giving is a lifestyle of believers. Christians are givers. All of us here this morning are generous. All of us this morning are givers. But however, we choose to give or not to give. Hear me well this morning. Everything that God wants you to be, he has given you and given you the capacity to do it. The difference is choice. And maybe the difference is knowledge that you didn't know that you were already generous. You don't have to pray for it. You have to practice it. Maybe you didn't know that you already love. You don't have to pray for it, but you have to practice it. Maybe you did not know that you already have faith. You don't have to pray for it, but you have to practice it. Because the Bible says walk by faith and not by sight. Walk in love because you already have love. Can I ask that you help your neighbor to understand and say you already have love? And you are already a giver. None of us is unable to give. Because it is our nature. It is our characteristic. It is who we are. We are givers. So we are beings of generosity already. We are generous people. There is no way you can love and not give. Hello? There is no way you can love and not be generous. Because this is one and same spirit in you. When the Holy Spirit leads you, he doesn't lead you in some parts and pieces of who he is. He leads you into the whole of who he is. So you are able to do everything that he expects you to do. So, Giving, ladies and gentlemen, is for all believers. We are all called to be generous. You are not going to look at your neighbor and say, ah, this one maybe looks like he can give. This one maybe looks like he or she has. All of us have. I'll show you as we go on. Because we are all called to be givers. See, Christianity, like I said, is a giving lifestyle. Lifestyle. You cannot claim to be a Christian and not give. Because your father, whom you are following and taking after, is a giver. Ladies and gentlemen, God gives. And God does not give borrowed stuff. God gives who he is. God gives what he has. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Not somebody else's son, but his only. The expectation is you and me have embraced that nature which he has deliberately given us so we can give of anything that is ours. Ladies and gentlemen, giving is not limited only to money. Are you with me this morning? We give anything and everything in the house of the Lord as believers. I will show you as I go on. We give our resources. We give our time. Do you know that coming to lay chairs here and doing whatever you are doing is giving? Did you know that serving tea out there is giving? Did you know that going to minister to babies somewhere here is also giving? Did you know that welcoming people is giving? Did you know that helping people park is part of giving? All of us here can give something. All of us here are givers. Did you know that blessing some gifts there in that being there is giving. Offering is giving. Tithing is giving. So in the kingdom, there is so much to give. Did you know that going to love and appreciate that sister there who seems to be broken is giving? Do you know that you can give yourself to love? You can give yourself to, 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 to visit people. You can give yourself to do a lot of things. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible invites us into a journey of giving because that gift is already in us. Visiting the sick, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting them in prison, particular believers who are in prison for the gospel. That is all part of giving. Are you finding space? Are you finding yourself in any space? All of us here can give. Are you with me this morning? God help us. There could be other people that are called to give. Beyond the general. You get me? All of us are givers, but there could be other believers who are called to give beyond the, the general giving that we are doing. We are not in competition. That is who you are. That is what God expects of you. Continue doing it. Don't look at the gift that another person has brought and you think your gift is insignificant. It is not. One day Jesus visits a service like this one. Yeah? And he sits next to the offering basket. I think they were not passing the offering baskets like we do. The offering basket was placed in one place and everyone would walk in there to deposit or to give. And Jesus observes this old widow who gives this just one coin. Others, of course, were giving quite a lot of money. But he is interested in the widow with one coin. And he says, I tell you, this woman has given more, has given sacrificially, has given out of everything that she 
purse. That was her last dime. That was her last coin. But because she is generous, but because she has in her this spirit of God that says I cannot withhold. A spirit that understands why I should give because giving is not denying you anything else. Giving empowers you. Giving does not only multiply you, giving gives you life. When you give, you don't lose. And Jesus says, this widow has given out of her heart, out of a sacrificial desire, out of a spirit of generosity, not out of abundance, but out of love. When you are giving out of abundance, you are going to calculate and say this, this, this. But when you are giving out of that dire need, it's the last coin. And you say, this is the last I have, Jesus. But I will give it to you because you had only one son and give him away for me. You understand that? And it works wonders for you. Maybe the reason why we lack miracles in the church, not here, but in the general body of Christ, is our lack of understanding of the nature of giving. I've said here, ladies and gentlemen, giving is the nature of our Father in heaven. Therefore, we are givers. Whatever we give works for us. And giving is not a loss. God did not lose his son when he gave him as a sacrifice for sin, the sin of the world. In fact, he received him back with millions and millions of other sons. That's what giving does to you. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Let's look at it from that perspective and see what it says. I think that will appear on the screen. Luke 6, verse 38. The Bible says, Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Eh? Jesus is teaching many things in this scripture, many, many ways of living as believers. And he comes to giving and he says, give. And it will come back to, it will be given back to, you. What you give, you don't lose. What you give comes back to you. You see, God is a supernatural God. What you take out of your life and give it for the purposes of your God, he has this characteristic of returning it back to you, but this time in bigger measures than you gave. Are you with me this morning? So ladies and gentlemen, when we we give to the poor, when we give to the needy, when we give to whomever we give at any given time, we aren't losing, we're gaining. In the kingdom of God, giving is an investment. It's not a loss. Are you with me? Those who understand the business language, giving is an investment. When I put my money with old mutual shares, I expect an increase, eh? a return in increase at some point in the luck, and I need that increase. God does the same, but in a different capacity. Yeah? Pressed down, shaken over, and over spilling. 
It doesn't matter what it is. You give love, you receive love. You, you receive love in a manner that you never, never understood. You give favor, you receive favor. Everything and everyone, everywhere favors you. And you wonder why. It's because that is what you are giving. That's what you are giving. You give joy, you receive joy. You give peace, you receive it. Whatever you give. Ladies and gentlemen, all of us here have a lot to give. By the way, you give gossip, you get gossip in good measure. You give hatred, you get it in good measure. You give resentment, you get it in good measure. Because it's a spiritual principle of the kingdom of God. Are you with me? So in actual fact, you can't lack what to give, but you have got to choose what to give. If I were you, I choose to give what God is giving. Because when I do so, I am worshiping him. When I do so, I am following him. When I do so, I am in line with what he desires for my life. And when we begin to give God to one another, ladies and gentlemen, we begin to see the diminishing of the flesh in our midst. We begin to see gossip disappear. We begin to see all the fruit of the flesh disappearing because we are now lifting up the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We are now lifting up the nature of the Holy Spirit in us, even as we give. Hallelujah. God bless you. You know, Luke 6 verse 38, it shows that God rewards unselfish giving to those in need. And he rewards it with boundless liberality. All those statements pressed down, shaken together, running over, they are a good example of liberality. They are a good example of God's returns to those who give his nature to his people. Talk to your neighbor and say, don't withhold yourself. Again, tell your neighbor that it is to your good not to withhold yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you read 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse 6, 7, and 8, let's just read. Did you put it on the screen? It says something beautiful again. The point is, whoever sows sparingly or also will, sorry, will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, but God loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. You see, giving is nice. Giving is interesting. Giving is something else because it is what God is all about. But he shows us how it is done. You can sow or give sparingly. The truth is you will receive because there is no giving in God that doesn't have returns. Are you with me? Any form of giving in God has returns. So if you give little, you receive according. If you give bountifully, you receive according. However, he looks at the attitude. Yeah? That your giving is not forced. Your giving is not a show-off. Your giving is not a boasting. 
Your giving is not to show that you are the man, you are the sister, and all that kind of stuff. He looks at the attitude. It's like the attitude is the one that activates his rewards towards you. Are you with me, ladies and gentlemen? So giving is an act of the heart. Is an act of humility. Is an act of righteousness in us. Is an act of thanksgiving. When you give, it must lead you. I mean, lead you to a point where you can say, "Thank you, Jesus. May your name be glorified." You get what I'm talking about. Your giving must convict you because when you are giving, you are allowing yourself to die unto yourself. So Christ may live in you and live through you. Your giving must elevate Christ, not yourself. Where you elevate yourself, ladies and gentlemen, there is no reward in the kingdom of God. But where you humble, where you decrease so that he increases, there are greater rewards. So the heart, the attitude is important. God loves a cheerful giver, not a forced giver. That's why maybe at King City we are not so much in pressurizing people to give and giving you false promises and threats and the lack because we expect that believers will mature yeah, and understand that their own attitude in giving is more important. So they give accordingly. Are you with me this morning? Again, say to your neighbor, God loves a cheerful giver. He really does. Right, let's get to my second point on giving here. I, we're looking at this gift. This, uh, the first thing I said, we give out of generosity. That's it, isn't it? And then the second thing is that those with resources are aiding those without such resources. That's the purpose of the gift of uh, giving. Those with resources aiding those who are without such resources. Did you know that in the mind of God is this love and kindness and compassion that when we are here, all of us as his sons, we should take care of one another. And then God equips us with this ability, with this capacity called the gifts of the Spirit, so that we are able to take care of one another's needs. All of us here have different needs this morning. And hear me very well. Those who are expected to meet those needs are here. They are not elsewhere. They are here. All we need is for us to understand that we are each brother's keeper. All we need for us to do is to understand that we are here to take care of one another. If you look at the early church in the book of Acts, these days I'm starting the book of Acts. If you look at the early church, they were so good in taking care of one another. Despite the fact that they were in serious persecution and in serious times, the guys knew how to take care of one another because they knew and understood the gift 
of giving by God in them that they must do what they ought to do. If you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, I think from verse 2, it will appear on the screen, but let me just give a short narration so that we, we, we move on. You see, Paul has invited various churches in the past chapters to give so they can help believers or the saints in Jerusalem who were under persecution and were lacking in a number of things. So Paul invites these churches. And of course, the church in Corinth was rich. And so as the church in Ephesus, they were very rich churches. They, they could just give out of their abundance. It was easy for them just to go into the storeroom, storehouse, and they take out anything. And all believers would just do anything else. But there is a church. The church is in Macedonia. Yeah? The Bible tells us that these were very poor. Very, very, very poor. Let me just read what I wrote here so, so you can understand. The Macedonian churches also joined in Paul's request to give. And maybe no one was expecting anything from the church in Macedonia. Why? Because this church was under serious persecution. The very time they were launched as a church in Philip and the Luck, they were very much under persecution. They were financially poor very poor. They were in so much poverty. But according to Paul, in that scripture, I realized that they had so much joy in giving out of their poverty, out of their own situation, out of their own circumstances. They understood the nature of God in them. To Okay, in the natural, we are poor. In the natural, we are financially crippled. In the natural, we are unable, but in the spiritual, we are able. And we want to partake in the nature of our God. And so we are going to give. And guess what? They excelled. Yeah? They excelled, and Paul makes reference to their giving. They excelled because giving is a nature. Giving is not about the size of your pocket only. Giving is about the size of your love the size of your faith, and the size of your desire in terms of how you want to manifest the glory of God in your circumstances. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, we don't need men of God, yes, in brackets, men of God to come and pray for our breakthroughs and all that kind of stuff. We just need to call on the nature of God in us. Because that is exactly what it has to do. And that one nature, that one aspect of the nature of God is giving. When we give out of our own desperation for the desperation of others, there is a blessing that takes place. There is an increase that takes place. Don't look at your, your situation as the worst situation. Always consider another person's situation worse than yours. When you do that, you begin to activate this generous spirit in you. When you feel love for them and give love for them, guess what? You receive love. In double measures. Do I make sense this morning? So, that is it. What Paul is talking about here by the church in Macedonia. Giving is not only for the rich 
or those with resources, it is for all believers. I want to emphasize this. Giving inspire is inspired by the Spirit in us. It is inspired by the love of God in us, and it compels us to share of our resources. You and me are a people in love and nothing else. And because we are lovers of God, we are lovers of his people. And because we are lovers, we give. How many people are in love here with somebody else? Anything that makes that love stand is how you give one to another. And it begins with giving yourself. You cannot build that love relationship on money. It will collapse the day money is in short uh, appearances. <laughs> it will disappear, isn't it? That love is given based on yourself. The first thing you give to build a relationship is yourself. When other things disappear, you are still there. Love goes on. Hallelujah. Don't you think so? The same applies with our relationship with God. If we're going to please him in any manner, ourselves first. And because I've given myself to God, guess what? I remain generous even when I'm broke. You can never be broke of the spirit of God. Please talk to your neighbor and say you cannot be broke of the spirit of God. He is always in abundance. He is always available. Are you with me this morning? Let's move on. We are blessed in order to be a blessing to others. You can find this in 2 Corinthians 9, verses 11 to, to 13. I'm not going to take much. We are blessed in order to be a blessing to others. Generous giving meets the material needs of others, but also produces a spiritual result, which I alluded to previously, which is many thanksgiving to the Lord. This then leads me to my last point about this a gift of giving in us. Number three, that the gift is to be exercised without outward show or pride and with liberality. Ladies and gentlemen, giving. The Bible says your left hand <laughs> mustn't know what your right hand has given. Meaning simple we don't blow the trumpet. That, wow, I gave 45,000 US dollars to the church. You see that church, it's running on my money. I am the biggest giver there. Yeah, if I leave, they will be broke. Uh, can I assure you, you will be broke. <laughs> Yourself. <laughs> Not God. What we're talking about. Giving is not for you to show off with. You give in secret. You give privately. Yeah? And what you give privately, God will blow it himself in the public eyes. Yeah? Soon, soon they will see it. They don't have to know the amount, the times given, and what you are doing, but they will see the results. We will see the fruit of it. The fruit of it is never silent. It speaks better for you. 
So why not allow the giving, the fruit of it therefore to speak? And when it does speaking, it speaks righteousness. It speaks humility. It builds you up and makes you exactly the kind of a giver the Lord is looking for in the kingdom of God. Ladies and gentlemen, this kingdom requires givers. The gospel requires givers. You can't minister it without people giving to it. Why? Because the very beginning of it is a gift, an eternal gift, an eternal sacrifice. For God so loved the world, I repeat this, and he gave his only begotten son. To start the movement, to start the church, to start the culture of God here on earth, to build his church, there is at the foundation of it giving. Unparalleled giving. This mind to give, this attitude to give. God demonstrated it. He doesn't have to, you know, to belabor us that much. All we need to do is to get an understanding, get a knowledge, a working, a functional knowledge that this thing runs by giving, giving ourselves first to him so we have a relationship with him. And when we have done that, it is easy to give of our time. It is easy to open our homes. It is easy to open our spaces. It's easy to give everything that is needed for the good and the generality of the kingdom business. Ladies and gentlemen, we are givers. Are you with me this morning? All of us here this morning have the gift of the spirit in them, the gift of giving. You don't have to pray for it or or, or go to school to learn about it. It is inside of you and it is who you are. Talk to your neighbor and say, I can give. Talk to your neighbor and say, I'm a giver. We do not boast in anything else but in the Lord. If you are going to boast with your contribution to the kingdom of God, go on your knees. And say thank you, Father, for helping me to save them in prison, to save the sick, to visit this, to do what we have done. That is good posting. The beating of your chest in public and everywhere else is as criminal as it is. It takes away the good intentions you had. It substitutes them with the, with the attitude of the enemy. Remember that Satan is a boastful guy, ladies and gentlemen. He's a pride guy. He wants everything unto him. South. That's why he's a failure. You and me here are like Jesus. Behold, I stand at the door and I... Uh-huh. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. That's the door of your heart. Every time he will not kick your door open. Never, never, never. He will let you open the, the door and say, come in. And he says, when I come, I will dine with you. He is, he is loaded, man. Jesus is loaded. 
He's loaded with life. He's loaded with love. He's loaded with good news. When you open, he dines with you. What a friend who walks into your house and is carrying a paper bag. Yeah? With lunch. <laughs> so you can dine together. That's what Jesus does. And that nature is in you and me. This morning, as you look at yourself, I want to see one thing, a gifted giver. Are you with me this morning? You can go and give. You can go and be a blessing to the world. You can go and bless your people. You can go and bless the sick, bless them in prison. Well, I know that fundamentally, Clive, we don't have gospel prisoners in our prisons. I think that is the error. But... <laughs> We can go and visit those others, isn't it? Yeah, and witness Christ to them. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not have money to give, give your time. Give all the new clothes. Give food. Give love. Give mercy. Give compassion. Right here in our midst this morning as I end, there's somebody who needs love. There's somebody who just needs a hug. There's somebody who just wants to be asked a question, how are you feeling? Hmm? There's somebody who needs to be told you matter. Somebody here needs just to be told you are beautiful. You're looking good this morning. And that will make their week up. That will strengthen them and encourage them. And guess what? You are the person to give it to them. Because you are a giver. Can we think wide on this gift of giving? It's not about money. Let's dismiss this myth of money that has taken over. Give anything that is needed by the people of God in the house of God. God bless you. And may we be givers this morning. In everything that we do, truly, we are givers. Let's bow our heads and pray. Our God and our Father, this morning we are so grateful. Grateful that we are givers according to you, not according to us. And this morning we thank you that we have received the gift of giving in us. Help us, Lord, to practice it. Help us, Lord, to be givers all the days of our lives. Help us, Lord, to give of anything that we are able to, that will honor and glorify your name. Help us by your spirit, Lord, to be built into a church that gives, a church that loves, a church that is inspired by the spirit of God who is in us. This morning and forever, thank you, my God, for open, uh, open eyes and, Lord, for the open minds and the deeper knowledge on the gifts of the Holy Spirit in us and the gifts of the Father in us, that we may excel in this and do the things you want us to do, that your name be glorified. Throughout this week, may your name be glorified through us. In Jesus' name, Lord, we want to pray. If there is anyone here who is sick, Lord, we speak healing into their bodies. And Father, if there is anyone here who has not come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, how much we pray the conviction of the Holy Spirit in their hearts that they will stand and say, yes, I want Jesus. Father, we thank you today for all things. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. Amen and amen.